What's up? How y'all doing? Good to see, or good to see everybody. I can't. <laughs> Glad you guys are all back for another episode of the Infinity Film Podcast. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Frederick Lipshot, and joining me as always is my wonderful friend and great co-host Benjamin Saunders. Ben, how are we doing today? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Happy to be here. Talk about movies once again. Always, always, always a delight and a pleasure to talk about movies with you, my friend. Mm-hmm. And we've got a whole bunch of stuff to kind of go over, even for recording on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of stuff. Of course, CinemaCon is this week, everybody. And of course, CinemaCon always gives us a lot, a lot, of, a lot of news, even though we can't see the footage. Right. They do, they, they do uh, the journalists do a pretty good job of... Uh, giving us a descriptive detail of what they were able to see and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I hope when you're, I do get to go to cinema content. Cause I actually, I like, I like that event a lot. So yeah, be fun one year. I get to, I want to go. That's on my bucket list there, but yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's a rundown. You know, it is April 26. So you know what that day means, right? It is the three year anniversary of the greatest oh. of all time. <laughs> Right. Endgame, so I did see that post. Yes. Yep. Yep. Happy, uh, happy three year anniversary to all our Endgame fans out there. Of course, I got up this morning after I worked out and made myself some bacon, eggs. And I even had a waffle this morning. Oh, I nice. Had a waffle. Fancy. Yeah. Went down the theater room, watched Endgame. Nice. Good, good morning. It was a good, really good morning. Then I saw something on Twitter that is afternoon though. Ben, <laughs> maybe even more happy. It is the two year anniversary of Monomite. New favorite shows, normal people celebrating two years already. Wow, it was surprising because I just watched the show last year and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh wow, two years, shit, time flies, man. Mm-hmm. Time, that, time really does fly. That it does. So to all our normal people, normal people fans out there, happy <laughs> two anniversary to all you fans out there. And if you haven't seen normal people, after you listen to this episode, go sit down on your couch and watch Endgame. And watch any game and then more people have yourself a great, (laughs) a great, great evening on sitting on the couch if you're not doing that already. Okay. So without further ado, we had a couple of big releases coming out uh, that came out last weekend. Right. Uh, Let's talk about the Northman. Okay. I know you're not a big Eggers fan, Ben. I am. Right. I love Eggers. Last film, Lighthouse, wasn't the biggest fan of Vich, which. Uh, whatever Vavitch. it had on your joy in it and that was <laughs> she was the best part about the movie you and i both agreed about that yes uh, she was definitely the best part about that movie the goat was the runner-up yeah yeah like well, it was a good good old runner-up right there but um look at that Eggers and animals because that seagull <laughs> in the lighthouse that's another mvp right there. actually that seagull that was more that that was more disturbing yeah if you kind of think about it going oh, to the well. final shot of the film yeah, Fuck that bird. <laughs> but yeah, the Northman comes out, and this is definitely Mr. Egger's biggest film to date in terms of budget and scope and scale. And right, I love the trailers. But I love, I love the Vikings and the mythology of it. I was ready to come walk out of this movie, Ben, with two big old thumbs up, mm-hmm. calling it a masterpiece, greatest film of all time. Then I wasn't going that far, but you know, man, maybe, you know, contender for film of the year. Uh, we went in and I left out Ben thinking I had a really great time watching this. Mm-hmm. I have issues, but I still think this is a really, really good film from Eggers. I'm going to talk about my problems first. My problems really lie with the runtime. Yeah. The film did not need to be that long. 
and I think this film takes forever to get going. Uh, really kind of in that first act, I thought, okay, I'm liking the setup so far. You're losing me, Edgar. You're losing me. It's not really until it becomes an adult. I mean, uh, uh, Skarsgård becomes an adult that I was really starting to get invested with the story. That's my biggest complaint, Ben, is the runtime. I think also the mythology could have been toned down a bit. I think I don't I don't know. Not maybe not toned down is not the right word I want to put, but maybe a more of a clear explanation on the mythology. Maybe because okay. I, yeah. I think they weren't clear on some stuff, like most of the stuff I was getting, but there were some things here and there. I was like, it's metaphorical. Yeah, like hey, let help me out of here. Rears digest. It's 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 eight, like it's like 8 30. Help me out of here. I want to learn right now. I'm just kidding, but yeah, so I just thought the mythology could have been a little bit more clear because it's a lot. There is a lot of mythology they throw at you. But this film really kind of starts and ends with Edgar's direction, in my opinion, Ben. This film looks, on a technical level, it's gorgeous. You know, we uh, saw this in Dolby Cinema, and that nice. experience, Ben, was just awesome. Really, 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 a really great experience. Uh, just from, from the sound uh, to the way the film looks, I mean, that, God, there, there's a couple of shots, Ben. You know what? Maybe when, even if it's just like Skarsgård swimming, it's like, damn, that <laughs> looks beautiful. Looks gorgeous. But I mean, the water, Ben. I want to like get a get dump my soda cup and be like, let me have some of that water. It looks so, <laughs> it looks so delicious. I just wanted to have some of that. But yeah, everything on a technical level I thought was brilliant. And then the performances, Ben. My God, can we talk about Alexander Skarsgård for a second? Holy freaking crap, this guy. Um, I thought before this, I thought his best performance to date was still in Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I can say that anymore, Ben. I really don't. I, I'm not ready to say the Northman is his best, but I'm, I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I am. I do want to see this a second time to kind of reaffirm that. But on a physical level, Ben, sweet Jesus, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sweet Jesus, this guy got yoked quick. Good God. I mean, you guys thought he was looked good in Tarzan. <laughs> Tarzan got shit on uh on on, on Mr. On Mr. Northman here. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. That first set action set piece, Ben, when they're uh, raiding that village. Oh my god. That and that's another thing. I forgot who else said this too in the review, but that was one of the things my buddy and I were talking about coming out of this was like, God, there's no shaky cam. It wasn't like all like the action was so clear. Yeah. And everything you can really see what's going on, you really feel the hits, you can see the brutality of everything. So, yeah, back to the performances though. Skarsgård's fantastic. Anya Taylor Joy Ben, she just keeps getting better, man. She really does. She just keeps getting better and better with every role. Nicole freaking Kidman. All I want to say is about Nicole Kidman. If you guys haven't heard this in any other of you, are gonna hear it here. Uh, that monologue, Benjamin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's a that's a monologue right there, Benjamin. That's a monologue. <laughs> that, that is, yes. That's a that's a that's a plot changing monologue right there, and only someone as twisted and messed up as Nicole Kidman can deliver it. <laughs> because Nicole Kidman loves these twisted, messed up roles, and Ben, I hope she never stops doing these twisted, messed up roles because she, God, she was so good in this movie, man. She was excellent. And then the God, God, but what what is uh? Everyone keeps talking about he was in Dracula, and I haven't seen Dracula. Oh, I haven't oh, either. God, I need a second here. No, not Ethan Hawke. Oh, my goodness. See, this is what happens when you don't come prepared, everybody. 
it's the guy who's get he's getting revenge on uh class bang who plays uh fion uh let's see Fionir. Fionir. yeah dude this man this guy I want to see more of that. I want to see more of this guy. I thought he was fantastic in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, really liked him. And then another thing we heard in the reviews, Ben, as well, was the third act was just, you know, the last 20 minutes or so was really, really good. I was very satisfied with how this film ended. Uh, that third act set piece was awesome, intense, had me on the edge of my seat. Uh, so, yeah, the North, for me, I don't love The North like I love The Lighthouse. I just think The Lighthouse, to me, is a better film. I think it's better acted. But on a technical scale, I, I, I lean towards The Northmen. But it, it's just that that runtime, Ben, and the, and the slow start really got me. The mythology, I thought, maybe not overdone, but would have liked a little bit more clear exclamation. And, you know, I don't need clear stuff on, on everything, but just, like, on some stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to delve a little deeper into the mythology for. And then also, Mr. Defoe, did you just walk on set for a day <laughs> and act the crazy and got your $2 million? I really want to know that, Ben. Because him and Ethan Hawke are barely in this movie. But damn, do they take up, they do they eat blah. When they are on screen, they they chew up the scenery. Yeah. And Defoe, I don't want to say he's had like a renaissance because I don't know if he ever like went away really. But the last couple of years, I feel like he's been in like at least three movies <laughs> that were big. And he's, of course, he's a great actor in everything. I think he's just getting more attention now than maybe okay. he was back then. But I mean, because I get what you're saying. I just don't think, you know, nothing will be as big for him as he as being Green Goblin. Right? Yeah. And he's kind of done a lot of more smaller scale projects. Mm-hmm. You know, not not all of his projects have been smaller scale, but nothing as big as Spider-Man yeah. or uh, playing Green Goblin in Spider-Man. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, uh, I still think my maybe I, I think the Lighthouse or the Flora Project, one of those two are probably my favorite, my favorite performance of his. But in like the five minutes of screen time he has in this, I mean, he delivered, Ben. <laughs> yeah. He really did. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the Northman for me is a big one. I know I took up a lot of your, a lot of time, but. Talk about the North Bend, then. So, yeah, you, yeah, you covered a lot really well. Um, like you were saying earlier, I'm not the biggest fan of Eggers, uh, the Vivich. Eh. And the Lighthouse uh, did not really affect me that much. I didn't really like it. And I was hearing reviews of this one's. Oh, this one's really good. It's his most accessible. I was like, yeah, okay, we'll see. And it, it started out, and there's that mythological and, and cultural stuff it kind of throws it at you in the in the beginning <laughs> uh and i was like yep he's he's back here we go but story kept going and i was there i was interested uh in the characters and everything but the the second half was incredible <laughs> i really <laughs> loved it yeah and and especially knowing that this uh, I guess I won't say it if people don't know, but a certain Shakespeare play was inspired by this original Viking folktale, I guess. So I kind of saw, you know, where that was going. And that's what added on to the slow parts in the first act, like you were saying. And then that, yeah, that Kidman monologue, like you said, <laughs> threw me for a loop. And I was I was glued to the screen uh, for the rest of the film. So. Yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely my favorite Eggers 
yeah, and like you said, the all the side performances too, or not side, but the smaller roles. Even Anya Taylor Joy, she's not in it a whole lot, but she plays a powerful role as well. And yeah, <laughs> the the way that her character goes or how their story ends up. Um, she becomes pivotal as yeah. the film goes on. Yeah, because uh, she doesn't show up for a good probably half hour or so. Mm-hmm. But then. You know, I lo- I love the chemistry her and Skarsgård had. Yeah, uh, you believe it right from the start, and mm-hmm. there is that scene on the boat near the end of the film. Yes, that's which that scene could have pulled me out of the movie if it was over at because it, there is a tendency to overact in that mm-hmm. scene. But the mm-hmm. way Anya Taylor Joy delivered, I was like, okay. Yeah, this 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 woman right here. She, if you guys haven't seen a, a thing from Anatoa Joy, I mean, good God, just watch any of her work. She is just, yeah. Ben, she's becoming a force, Ben. She really is. She's yep. becoming a force we reckon with in this in this business. Agreed. All right, so that is the Northman. Uh, I have not yet seen the unbearable weight of massive talent, nor oh. do I have any plans to anytime soon. Huh. I, okay. I I I will go see it eventually, Ben. I just. This was not the weekend for me to go do it. So talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yes. Yeah, so uh, this is the new Nick Cage movie starring Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. And it's uh, it was good fun. I had I had fun with it. It's not it came out like a run tomatoes. I know it with just a few reviews, but it was like at a 100 percent. This is not a 100 percent movie. Um. There, there are some jokes that don't land. They, they go for emotional moments. I was kind of surprised, uh, which don't, they don't always work, but some of them were, were sweet and, you know, well, well done. But yeah, overall, it's, it's, it's a fun, good watch. If you're any sort of fan of Nick Cage, I think you'll find enjoyment out of it. And Pedro Pascal, a lot of people are saying he's, uh, scene stealer as well and i totally agree because he's having a blast um also just just hanging out with nick cage <laughs> on on an island so yeah good 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 fun yeah i'm gonna go see it eventually i think i had talked i had talked to a buddy of mine who loves 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 nick cage and he saw it he's like this movie's overhyped and i said <laughs> oh well okay so that kind of gave my enthusiasm a little bit but yeah, I, I I might see when I get back from my trip. Then I'm just like right right now. I'm just yeah, I'm iffy. I'm iffy. I'm I'm, I'm iffy. I'm definitely I definitely want to go and support it because it's an original film and everything. I just yep. you know I'm not the biggest Nick Cage fan in the world like a lot of other people are. Uh, I'm kind of hit or miss when it comes with Nick Cage. Truthfully, Ben. So <laughs> you know I was excited because of all the positive buzz. But then when my you know buddy of mine says that it's you know a little overhyped, I was like, oh, well, shit, okay. It, you know what though, it is a comedy, so I kind of have to go in like you know, yeah. it's a comedy. Comedy is very subjective, but you know, uh, even with my AMC list, but I was like, shit, I'd rather just go see the Northman two more times. Now. <laughs> well, okay, and then watch Unbearable Way to Mass Town. But anyway, I will go see it eventually. Um, you get seems like you give it a good, you know, good time. Sounds like you had a good time with it at least. So yeah, yep, uh, it's it's fun. I would definitely still recommend seeing it at some point. All right. Well, a film I recommend to everyone 
and it is has entered my top three films of the year this little vod film uh from someone i did not expect to make this good of a movie at all ma'am bialik i'm pretty sure i just butchered her name from the big bang theory just uh made her directorial debut with as they made us this film's really fucking good man this is a hell of a directorial debut and it's a very very simple uh, premise but the performances the chemistry within the cast the emotional moments for me at least they hit really really hard so as they made us is about this family this very very dysfunctional family i mean then this family is as dysfunctional as they get they uh get the news that their father is slowly dying played by dustin hoffman and you know it's just kind of this family coming together spending their time with their father and you learn through flashbacks kind of of the kids upbringing and the mom's relationship with the husband and it's just this beautiful emotional tale and i will admit the, the first half really for the first hour or so i was like wow the flashbacks here are really great we're getting a lot of flashbacks is this going to be another true mother situation but then as the film went on, the flashbacks kind of stopped. And I really delved in, you know, more with present time. And you have uh, Diana Art Agron and Simon Helberg, who play uh, brother and sister in the film. There you see how their dynamic works within the family and how their this family dysfunction has kind of fractured their relationship. The relationship with the really fracturing relationship with the mother and the daughter. Dustin Hoffman is not a <laughs> not a good guy either in this movie. He's I'm not going to say what, but he's, like I said, very, very dysfunctional family. All that being said, though, this film has a lot of heart and a lot of charm to it. Um, Diana Agron, who I haven't seen in a whole lot, and I was looking up her filmography after I finished watching. I was like, oh, she actually has been in some things that I have seen. I had to go back and be like, oh, she was in that and she was in that. TV wise, you guys, I guess you guys will know her from Glee. I guess she was in the first three seasons of Glee. I, I couldn't get past the first season of Glee, but I just I, I just couldn't. But she was in this another good movie that came out during the pandemic called Shiva Baby, which was really, really good. I guess she was in that. She was in Burlesque all the way back in 2010. So she's been in some oh, and she was in Ralph Briggs Internet as oh. a news anchor. So oh. you know, okay. very small role, but she was in Ralph Briggs Internet. And she was in uh, Veronica Mars TV series for three episodes, it looks like here. So, yeah, I, I highly recommend this, Ben. This is not, I'm not saying people are going to love it as much as I do, mm-hmm. but I this is a hell of a directorial debut, especially from someone coming from the Big Bang Theory. Did not expect this at all uh, from her, but she did one hell of a job. And I can't wait to see what uh, Mayim does next because this is a fantastic, fantastic movie. It's a, uh, like I said, it's probably my third favorite film of the year right now. It kind of bumped the fallout for me. Finally, something took the fallout of the top three. I don't know. I might rewatch the fallout. I'm like, ah, that's number three. So it's, it's in that three to four range right now. But yeah, guys, go go watch As They Made Us on VOD. It's really, really good. Cool. All right. Let's dive into the small screen, ladies and gentlemen. Two HBO Max reviews I have for you guys. Both kind of just premiered. So... Both of them are not finished yet, but the first one is the second season of The Flight Attendant. The first two episodes premiered, and they're doing every 
what I do like, what I think more shows start doing is dropping two episodes a week. Uh, I like the I like that format from HBO Max. They don't do that with all their shows, but I like I like how they do it with this show. So the flight attendant, the first episodes have uh, dropped. Actually, the first four will have dropped by the time this episode airs. So my thoughts on the premiere: it's more of the same. If you liked the first season of the flight attendant, you're gonna like the first. You're gonna like the start to this. Kaylee Cuoco, I think, is giving her best work of her career so far in this show. She's really showing her range from keeping the uh, keeping the comedy, which she was known for from Big Bang Theory, but also tapping into that dramatic work, uh, her dramatic side as well. And that's really shining in the show, especially that first season and it's carrying over into season two. I kind of have a feeling where this show was heading towards already, but I, 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 I will just, I'm going to let it play out. I'm going to let it play out because I, I could be very, very wrong, but I, I got a sense of after that second episode where this season is heading towards, but I could be very, very wrong. And I hope I am. I hope the show still has some of those twists and surprises, but if you love the first season of the flight attendant, you're going to love the second season, at least for the first episodes I'm I'm on board so far. It's, it's more of the same. So, and if you haven't seen the flight attendant, I would recommend checking it out. I have talked to people who checked it out. Didn't like it. If, if you're one of those people, I wouldn't recommend wasting your time with season two because it's just more of the same. Nothing, nothing has really changed as far as tone goes. So yeah, those are my quick thoughts on the flight attendant season two. And then something that's probably going to get a lot of Emmy buzz when the uh, Emmy nominations are out. And that is we own this city. I am, was really, really looking forward to this because it deals with the police corruption in Baltimore. It's based off a, uh, I want to say a autobiography. Mm, okay. I could be very, very wrong. I'm, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I just messed that up. It's not, I don't think it's autobiography, but it's based off a book. I know that for a fact. I'm trying to look it up here. Yeah, based on a nonfiction book of the same name by Baltimore Sun reporter Justin Fenton. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, it's a miniseries detailing the rise and the fall of the Baltimore Police Department mm-hmm. and all the disgusting corruption that goes on within it. I kind of already knew a little bit because I know my parents are talking about it. So I kind of already knew a little bit. And plus, this is from the same people who kind of, uh, I'm not sure if it's from the creators of The Wire, but people who worked in The Wire also worked on this series. I know that for sure. So it's really great. You can kind of tell, too, just based on the tone of this, that you can feel the wire a little bit in this series at least in the first episode each new episode drops every monday night i believe ladies and gentlemen so you have that hbl max accounts look for those to drop every monday night but john bernthal is our lead character here and just as the first episode goes he was fantastic he was great um actually if you guys remember what is her name here we go her name is uh wunumi mosaku she was B-15 and Loki, and she is given a lot more to do in this series, just say that, and she is doing really good so far. I like it a lot. So if you guys like The Wire, you're going to like this, at least for the first episode. I'm on board. So I'm definitely going to be tuning in every Monday night to watch this because I was I was looking forward to this a lot. And John and the, the entire cast or the entire ensemble is giving really good performances. I'm loving it. I love the tone they're going for with this. And it's only six episodes. I believe the series is going to end at, yeah, at the end of May. So, you know, maybe if you just want to binge it at all afterwards, I, I, I recommend that too. I'll do a full series review kind of when it's over. Mm-hmm. So that like first week of June or whatever. But so far, so good as far as we own this city goes. 
That's right, Ben. You didn't have any television. No. This week. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the news now, shall we? Let's do it. This happened right after we ended recording last week. Yeah. And we're going to talk more about this when we talk about the Semicon stuff, which we're probably going to save for last. Okay. Uh, But let's talk about Across the Spider-Verse, guys. Delayed, unfortunately, to June 2nd, 2023. Mm -hmm with part two, which is now called Beyond the Spider-Verse, arriving in March March 29th of 2024. So we're going to talk more about this when we talk about Sony CinemaCon presentation, but I felt one way last week. I'm not as sad anymore after hearing what's going on with this movie yesterday, after after hearing from oh. Lord Miller, <laughs> yeah. what their, uh, the scope of this movie, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with them delaying it. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. Yep, I'm, I'm about the same too. I was really sad hearing that, but hopefully it's it's for the better and it, they make a better movie out of it, which I think that tends to happen with delays. Tends to, tends to. Yeah. Not all the time, but it tends right. to. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Madam Web for a second. If we have to. And I mean for a second because I have <laughs> lost all faith in this movie. <laughs> but they gave a release date july 7th 2023 so just a couple weeks after uh across the spider-verse comes out okay which is a interesting move on sony's part i don't give a shit i just don't i'm not i'm not really gonna care much about this movie bit until they get it a either one they get new writers or b they just cancel the damn thing Then you'll be interested. Then I'll be interested. No, I because I don't have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. So the five percent of faith that I select, I have left in me or interest I have left in me is because of uh, the great Dakota Johnson. But other than that, I I just I just wanted to leave this project bad because you know if this movie's bad, even if she's good, the internet's still gonna tear her apart, man. She's yeah, that's true. We know how the internet goes. We know how this business works. Even if you're good in the comic movie. Hard to recover from a bad comic book movie. Just ask Jimmy Bill, where the hell has he been lately? Fan of four stick. Even Kate, well, no, Kate Morrow's recovered. Okay. Miles mm-hmm. Tuttle Michael B. Jordan are doing just fine. <laughs> They're doing okay for themselves. But yeah, Madam Webb, July 7th, 2023, which I guess they're going to start shooting. They're going to start shooting this summer. Okay. I don't even know if behind the scenes photos, Ben, are going to like, people like, oh, that's cool. Sure. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, two things happened when they approached Dakota Johnson for this project. One, they gave her a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. Or two, she really saw something in the script. And Dakota's not one for, just based off her work she's done before, minus 50 shades, to be like, yeah, yeah, that looks good. So, I mean, she, she had to have seen something then. Or they just came up with two truckloads of money and dumped it all on her front lawn and just said, please be a Madam Web. Sure. And maybe she's a fan of Marvel too. And you know, oh, it's a spinoff of Spider-Man character. That'd be cool. She doesn't seem like that kind of person to me, Ben. Okay. Truthfully. No, I don't know. Truthfully. I mean, I look, I don't know her person. Like, so I don't I don't know. You could be right. You wish I just, you did. I really do wish. I, I really, really do. But I mean, between like Lost Daughter, The High Note, Our Friend, Bad Times. I mean, she's been choosing roles that are not big budgets. So maybe like, hey, you know, she thought this could be her big breakout. 
and she saw Morbius and she said, fuck, I'm screwed. <laughs> so we'll see. Yep. We shall see. Maybe this will be the writer's lucky chart right here. Yep. Highly doubt it. <laughs> but fingers crossed for just, I'll take good. I don't need to be great, Ben. I'll just yeah. take good. Yep. I'll take good. I don't need to be a masterpiece. I just need this to not be Morbius. Let's talk about an individual who gives it his all and is rarely in bad movies, and that's Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Equalizer 3, got a release date, September 1st, 2023. And why? Because <laughs> I, I, I like these movies, Ben, and I'm still going to go see it because it's, it's Denzel, man. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you go see a movie with Denzel. Whenever Denzel's in the theater, you get your ass up out of bed or off the couch and you go see Denzel. Even if it's a movie about plants. If Denzel's in it, I'm going to go see it. Luckily, it's not about plants. It's about him kicking ass. Yeah. And I really like the first movie. The second movies, they're both fun. I'll say that. They're both fun movies. They're both fun action movies. And it's fun seeing 70-year-old or 60-year-old Denzel kicking ass. I just, I'll probably get more excited than once we have that trailer. Because right now, it's just kind of tough to be like, oh, yeah, another equalizer movie. Thanks, Denzel. Can we get, like, another Fences? Or a Fences flight? too. I mean, can we, can we go do one of those? Can you give us one of those original projects? Not Equalizer 3? But you know what, though, Ben? Maybe he just wants to finish out the trilogy. If that's what he's doing, fine by me. Uh, yeah, I have not seen the first two, actually, but they are definitely on my list to watch. I'll definitely get them in before the third one comes out. Well, you have about a year, so. <laughs> yep. Got some time. And we all know what's going to happen. Ben's going to be like, oh, shit, the Eagle Isle comes out tonight. Let me go ahead and watch these two. Also, you you said seventy year old Denzel, and I was like, I was like, what? No, but he he is sixty seven. He's getting up there, man. He he still he still looks good though. Yeah, hell like, yeah. Like you, like you said, still kicking ass. Hell yeah, he's probably kicking my ass. Yeah, yeah, both of us. Yeah. Yes, if I went out and been like, man, fuck you, Denzel. He wiped me out in a second. <laughs> Obviously, I wouldn't do that to the great Denzel Washington. Right. But I'm not yep. gonna pull a Will Smith on him. But kudos to Will Smith. Or. <laughs> Kudos to Denzel Washington for still looking that good. Uh, you know, Will Smith has a has popped up. Ben, he's in India hanging out. Oh, okay. I don't know why India of all places, but he's in India. He's right. chilling. So good for you, Will. Good for you. All right, let's go back to Dakota Johnson. We're not done talking about Dakota Johnson just yet. <laughs> okay. She's got a new Netflix movie coming out. God help me. So this one is a period piece. Okay period piece netflix right this is either going to be really fucking boring or it's going to be some Oscar <laughs> bait. <laughs> but it is persuasion yeah based on the novel uh by jane austen right uh, dakota johnson is playing ann elliott's you also have henry golding in here richard e gant is uh grant is in it as well uh cosmo jarvis is in it. i was like who the hell is cosmo jarvis <laughs> That's a cool name, though. I, it really is. <laughs> I mean, you got a name. You got the Cosmo from the Fairly Odd Parents. You got Jarvis from the MCU. You put that together, you get Cosmo Jarvis. Look at him. So, yeah, he was in Lady Macbeth, and he was also in Annihilation. I'm trying to figure out what, oh. he, what part he played in Annihilation. <laughs> yeah. The alien? Uh, no. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he, was this, maybe he was that guy doing all the cool noises. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe that was him. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, but we also have oh, Suki Waterhouse is in this too. Okay, so yeah. Suki Waterhouse, I like Suki Waterhouse. She was in a Sam Levinson movie a couple of years ago. One of my favorite films of 2018 called Assassination Nation. Love, 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 love that movie. You guys haven't seen it. You know what? That's not a movie I can recommend to everybody though, because Sam <laughs> Levinson is a very acquired taste and he does not work for everybody. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know if this is saying much, Ben, because Sam Levinson. But this Assassination Nation is one of Sam Levinson's more tamer films compared okay. to, or projects compared to what he's done with Euphoria, but it's still very out there. But back to Suki Waterhouse. Yeah, so Suki Waterhouse is in this too. And I'm, I like Suki Waterhouse. She, she was in something else I saw. What was it? I'm looking through here. I bet oh, it's yeah, the Broken, the Broken Hearts, Hearts Gallery. Gallery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that movie. Oh, and she was in Bird. Oh, not that burn. Okay, I'm thinking of the. Uh, <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> Bradley Cooper uh, burnt. Isn't that burnt? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, not that burn. Nope. Oh, she was in the ticket. That Detective Pikachu. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we have Persuasion coming out from Netflix, but the reason why we're talking about this, Ben, is because it has released it of July 15th, 2022. So, I don't know. I am going <laughs> to yeah. hold all my judgment until I see this movie, Ben, because. Netflix period drama, like I said, it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to put us all to sleep within 10 minutes, or it's going to be surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. And maybe some awards consideration. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. <sighs> now, this isn't the, the, the Kota Jocks movie of the summer, though. That's going to be Cha Cha Real Spoof coming out just one month prior. But that's a conversation we'll have to have a little later on the podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. So yeah, Persuasion, July 15th, 2022. Keep it on your radar, people. If you like period dramas, I don't know. Let's talk about something that's going to put Ben in a bad mood. And that's Johnny Depp. He's not no. returning as Jack Sparrow. And I don't know why everyone's depressed about this. Of course, he's not coming back because, as Jack Sparrow. Oh, my gosh. Ben, he's no, not coming back. No, There's no way in the world. He, I, I've seen, um, I saw some people talking about it that he said, he was ready to give him a proper send off and he was going to co-produce the sixth movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's directly from his mouth. I saw just a few articles about that, but yeah, I did see that. He definitely said no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, at this point I can't, <laughs> I, I don't really blame him because Disney just totally dropped them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, several companies did, but yeah and i know it's a it, it is a difficult case you, but i we're not here to talk about that though yeah. that's not our job i don't know i i do feel like disney is quick to jump the gun sometimes oh uh, absolutely yeah but they yeah. admitted when they're wrong when they bought james gun back yeah i was yeah i was about to say that too uh, but also yeah. they're like fuck no one can really do this besides james gun no one's as crazy as i do guardians three like james gun probably can so right but i feel like they did sit down and talk about it before <laughs> i feel like i don't know i don't know the JPEG either talking beforehand <laughs> yeah. what i feel like it yeah. was a quick uh rash decision and then they thought about it more and then changed their minds so i don't know yeah you, you know i love those pirates movies everything about them um nope i had no idea the <laughs> the the last two not as much um which is why i was really hoping for that sixth one but uh, i was already coming to terms because they've talked about having uh Margot Robbie do kind of a reboot of the franchise, I guess. 
which is okay, but get, I don't think we're ever going to get that. Honestly. Really? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, we heard like it was announced, and then no other news since. I don't think very very quiet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think they need to let this pirates thing die down just a little bit more, and then maybe waiting for this Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing to be over with before they kind of move forward with anything else pirates related. But mm-hmm. I think a good place for pirates to be on is Disney Plus. Not movies, but I think they can. You can do a series on Disney Plus. And get a whole bunch of a whole new audience to experience yeah. pirates for the first time. I can see that. Yeah. So that's just my thinking because I think they were hoping for a big return from the last pirates movie. And uh yeah. Yeah. Well that the the fourth one made a lot of money. I'm pretty sure. It was no, most expensive movie too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is disappointing to me. Okay. Well, let's talk about something else that's Maybe not as well. You know what? It's it's how we look at it. So I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Multiverse of Madness is coming out next week. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. You have your tickets? Yes, I do. You better. So, Doctor Strange two coming out next week. And breaking news, guys: there were mandated reshoots by Marvel. <gasps> now, why everyone was freaking out about this though was because Bruce Campbell came out and said <laughs> this, and I put down the entire quote, Ben. Sam okay. Raimi had to add scenes that Marvel forced him to shoot, and he's removed scenes that no longer apply. Bless Guys, me. <laughs> look, it is 2022. If you don't know how the MCU works at this point, I don't, I, I don't know what else to, to tell you. Look, Kevin Feige gives... I don't think people... I don't think people give Feige... Not the credit, but I don't, I don't think people realize that Feige gives more control to these directors than I think people think he does. Ben, I, I think I don't think people like let's just say I think you know, more he, recently too. Yeah, he no, he's been. given these directors, especially in phase four, more creative freedom mm-hmm. to do what they want to do. But Feige still has final say on what comes in those movies. Yeah. So and the MCU was not like you know, these standalone things, they all have to be connected to something that's coming forward. So, well, they all have to lead to something. That's how the MCU works. If we don't know that by now, guys, I mean, then well, I don't know how, I don't know what else to tell you. I, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe things change a little bit on a future movie and they're like, Hey, we should, you know, reference this or something. I don't know. I, and I get, I know people are going to talk about everything <laughs> that happens, but and of course, we do a whole podcast, you know, speculating, um, oh, like, just like that. But, <laughs> but I mean, for for I, I bet Bruce Campbell's not going to be in it much. <laughs> he came out and say this. I'm I'm going to wait till I see the whole thing and possibly hear something from Ramy if he felt like he was forced, quote unquote, to do anything. So, well, I don't think this is a Spider-Man three situation either. No, not to that extent, at least. Yeah, but I do. Then think that you know this this has been a tricky a tricky uh production just because I think both Ramy and Derrickson well Feige wanted us to be more horror realm and he got two directors who could do horror. Unfortunately mm-hmm. Scott Derrickson had to leave because of the creative differences. Yeah. Okay, whatever. So you bring in Ramy. I, I I'm just curious if maybe Ramy went too far into the horror. That's maybe kind of how I think okay what these reshoots are. Um, and they probably also had to, to do with tying into future projects, but you know, we'll just have to wait and see, Ben. We yeah. have, we just have to, we haven't seen the movie. 
we haven't, you know, we're going to get first reactions in just a few days. So, you know, there has been, you know, word on Twitter that some people have seen the movie, even though it's bullshit. <laughs> um, plus, take it for what it is. People, uh, one guy read on Twitter, not the most reliable source, but take this for what it is, but said, He's, he, he said he's hearing from people who have seen Multiverse of Madness that the film is fun but messy. Hmm. I can live with that. Why? Because we're doing with the multiverse. And how many people said that? So yeah. I'm just going to wait till I hear from like a Steve Weintraub, Eric Davis, John Campion, these people, Perry Nemiroff, reliable sources, not do to do do dot farts. I don't know. Ben, <laughs> I, right. <laughs> I, so. I, let, let's, let's just move on because yeah. you know twitter film twitter just so much fun <laughs> natalie holt who just did a wonderful job on loki yes is coming in to direct or <laughs> jesus <laughs> whoa to score obi-wan yeah. becoming the first woman to compose a live action star wars project yeah so first of all that's the more impressive thing for me is well done natalie holt yes congratulations for breaking that barrier I love the score for Loki, Ben. I think it might be my favorite of the MCU Disney Plus shows so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That theme is just so... Oh, man, I love that theme. Yep. But yeah, the music in that show throughout was really, really good. So I am very, 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 very excited to hear what she has to... Uh, or what her music will be in Obi-Wan. I'm still not 100% on board with this show, Ben, but I've, <laughs> I'm a little bit more excited because now like holds on board. I, I just, yeah, I'm not going to get into it, but anyway. Yep. Ben. Her, her Loki uh, material is quite spacey, of course, as well. So interesting. Yeah. Or interested to see how she uh, builds upon that. I, yeah, I'll say what you will about Star Wars. Um, the, the films and shows and whatnot, but I, I think their scores are always excellent. Look, I, I, I will go on record and saying this, but I, you and I both didn't like Rise of Skywalker all that much, you know, but I will go down to this. I think the Rise of Skywalker might be my, um, Empire is still really good, but it's, it's, a, it's a tie to my top three for sure, but favorite Star Wars scores. I, I love that score a lot. And so. I think Solo is really underrated, which was John Powell. So we're gonna talk about Casey Affleck. Yeah, <laughs> okay. kidding, but no, I, you know, man, I, I'm not the biggest fan of solo either. But yeah. the score, I'm saying. Yeah, the scores. I'll give you that. The scores, it's fun. It's fun. No, he's not fun. Casey Affleck, and his man's always <laughs> fucking depressed. And guess what? He's joined the cast of a movie that has too many fucking people in it. Now. <laughs> Oppenheimer. Yep. Then when we do our 2023 film preview. Mm-hmm. In December, I this will probably still be number one, Ben. But I I'm getting nervous. <laughs> I'm getting nervous, man. Now I trust Nolan. He's my third favorite director of all time, yep. and he's got RDJ and Emily Blunt and everybody else. So I have full confidence in Nolan to kind of give everyone equal equal screen time. You know, they might pull a Michael Caine and Tenet and just be eating food while delivering their lines, and that's fine. <laughs> Some of them definitely are going to be. Yeah. I mean, I think Gary Oldman said he's in like one scene, literally. Yeah. But you know what? If you're in a Nolan film, you've made it. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I I still think this is going to be kind of like the Killian Murphy, RDJ, Emily Blunt show. Yeah. For sure. And everyone else is kind of being like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Bombs are bad. Bye. <laughs> and they're going to move on. 
like we I think we said it last week too. Never hurts to add talent. So in case mm-hmm. the Affleck is an Oscar winning actor, even though he didn't deserve it. So uh but he's got that Oscar on his mantle, Ben. And I I will like I said, he is a good actor. You know who else is a good actor, Ben or actress? Charlie Snaren. Yes. I can't wait to do a retrospective on her. <laughs> yep. I am very, very much looking forward to, to talking about her career because Ben, she is just well, I you know, we've said it before, like off screen. She has an Oscar. I still feel like she's underrated. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy, Ben. Like, I just I don't understand it. I I I really don't feel like we've given Theron enough, or she just she hasn't given uh she hasn't uh been receiving the uh, uh I can't talk today, receiving the accolation she deserves. And Maybe that's because in Fast 8 and Fast 9, she's been stuck in a glass box or typing on a keyboard really fast. Maybe. But she's going to be in Fast 10. Surprise, surprise to nobody. I'm starting to think she's going to be in both Fast 10 and Fast 11 with Jason Momoa, and they're going to be teaming up and wrecking, you know, just tearing our family apart then. Our Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, mm-hmm. Tyrese Gibson. You know, family. Everybody else. Yep. Yeah, everybody else. <laughs> family is ever growing. Brie Larson now. Yep. Shit, this has become Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm happy she's back. I'm just, I can't get fully excited because they've wasted her in the last two movies. So yeah, I, I think. Well, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping she has yeah a bigger mastermind role like you're hinting at. Yeah, I mean, I think we said about Fast Nine. Turn look what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Look at me. I'm Charlie Stern. I'm in a glass box, but I'm still typing and I've got lines. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Really, guys, do not waste this incredible actress's talent behind a glass box. If you do, well, I mean, I can't do anything, but I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that is not the last time we're going to be talking about Fast 10, though. More on that later. Okay. Let's talk about money, Ben. Who doesn't love money? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought you were Nobody. gonna say I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, money. <laughs> I quite I quite enjoy money. Okay, good. Good answer. Good answer. Well, the box office results are in, Ben. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's disappointing this week. The bad guys came out on top, making $24 million on opening weekend. Really? Okay. Yeah. Sonic 2 holding strong, second place. Another, excuse me, $15.2 million. It's these animated animals that are doing really well. I mean, I guess with the kids, yeah, yeah, sure. I look. I'm gonna I'm gonna express my general here in a second, but oh, okay. Darren and our buddy Luke on Instagram. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> walk away for a second. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> I'm gonna read this from Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, the Secrets <laughs> of Dumbledore will not be as fortunate as it felt. Sixty six percent in a second frame, dropping to fourteen million. Shit. <laughs> Now that I was that person to say, you know, like I haven't seen Secret Dumbledore yet. I probably won't until it comes on HBO Max, but it's probably going to get a fourth film. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah, because it was a low to begin with and then big, pretty big drop there. Now, Harry Potter does have a big audience overseas, Ben, as we know. Yes. However. Oh. <laughs> how is it today? The Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore. I don't want to know the secret of Dumbledore. That's like the part of the great mystery about Dumbledore. He has secrets. I don't want to know those fucking secrets. 
$281 million in the box office so far on a $200 million budget. So it really still hasn't broken even yet. Ben, this movie has one good week left. And then that multiverse movie comes out next week. And it's going <laughs> to. Then the other magicians Ooh. will step in. Yes, the yeah. proper, the real magicians <laughs> will step on in and take care of the box office for us. Fucking Dumbledore. Anyway, yeah, then I'm I'm not too surprised by a 66% drop. I mean, I thought it was going to do better business. I thought yeah. it was going to have legs, but yep. I, I don't want to talk bad about it because we have friends who love this movie a lot. I mm-hmm. just, you know, it's, I think it's just time to kind of put, this franchise to rest right now yeah i well i was gonna say even though i don't love the movies um you know i always hope for for people to see their their vision through because i know they talk about five movies but i also kind of feel like it was a it was a aside from one aspect a a decent ending too to to some character stories so i had a a friend from undergrad who actually told me that ben he was like i don't need any more i'm good yeah yeah so he wasn't the biggest fan of the movie either, but mm-hmm. but he's like Darren though, Ben. He's he's a big, big old potterhead and he didn't like it. So <laughs> this movie seems very divisive, Ben. It really yeah. does. I, I don't know. I don't know. Warner Brothers can go ahead and shoot out four hundred more million dollars if they want to. You're lost. I'm just I'm Ben, I'm really ready for this franchise to be done. If it's uh, I, I I just am. If you want if you really love Hogwarts that much, Florida's right down the street. I'm just kidding. It's not that easy, but you can always go to Orlando or California and hang out with Harry Potter and the gang, the real magicians, not Newt Scamander. Fuck. Anyway, let's move on. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I really don't like these fantastic beast movies. I just hate yeah. talking about them. I really do. I want to talk about Michael Mann though, Ben. I like me some Michael Mann. He's got the new movie Ferrari coming out. Vroom, vroom. Can't yeah. Wait. Not for me, Ferrari, just Ferrari. <laughs> right. It starts shooting this summer, Ben, mid-July. Cool. Adam Driver, Penelope Cruz, and Shailene Woodley. Mm-hmm. So happy. So, so happy. Yeah, I can't, wait. I can't wait to see it. I'm excited. Yep. Now, Ben, you and I liked the movie a couple weeks ago, and we're going to talk about it in great detail, and we'll talk about Michael Bay in a couple weeks. Ambulance. Yeah. Didn't do too hot the box office, though, unfortunately. Right. Well, you know, it's going to be on demand this weekend. So, <laughs> okay that was really really quick yeah so if you haven't seen ambulance i think i can speak for both ben and i ambulance watch on demand yeah good good fun good yep. fun it is it's, it's a lot of fun you know this is a lot of fun ben what disney 2d animation okay family they're gonna come back disney <laughs> swears they're going back to 2d animation that's it that's 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 oh. that's, that's the news okay uh, um, i'll believe it when i see it back Sure. <laughs> Time to make our buddy Luke upset for a little bit because Uh-oh. we have not one but two films that Luke is very, very excited for. Puss in Boots 2 and Mario. Mm-hmm. Both got delayed. Puss in Boots 2 got delayed. Not, you know, December 21st. Okay. Coming up Christmas holiday season. Well done. Well done. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mario, on the other hand, got delayed until April. Now, I want to talk about Mario for a second because I don't think we people realize how much Illumination has writing on this thing. Can you imagine the backlash they'll get if this movie sucks? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Remember uh, that design of Sonic 
that got a big backlash. This this will be bigger. Well, that was sure. elimination. If it's that was, not, that was Paramount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just meant that Nintendo oh, right, uh, right, right. fan You're base. Correct. Yep. Uh, now or Sega, I guess similar. So I hope whatever they're doing, whatever the delay is, uh huh, worth it. Yep. I support it actually, Ben. I support. I support it. Give it more time. You know, animation movies, as we know, Ben. You know, take take a while to you know finish up and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really get going. I was trying to see what it's going up against, and it's coming out the weekend after Scream. And two weeks after <laughs> Dominic Chapter 4, wow, 2023 is packed. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Okay. So, yeah, I, I support Illumination taking their time with this. Yeah. Get it yeah. right, because you screw this up. We're going to be seeing Minions 25. <laughs> just are. <sighs> Put some boots, though, Ben. They are set this movie up to die. You know why? It's coming out five days after Avatar 2 and Shazam 2. Yikes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That movie is DOA. That's kind of sad. I th- I forget what we said about the trailer, honestly, or what even happens in the trailer. But I, Did we even talk about the trailer? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I like that character and Antonio Banderas, but. Uh, it, yeah. This movie's DOA. The movie seemed like a kind of random. Plus, the animation was a little off. I felt like. I look. I love the Trek franchise one, two, and four. I wasn't the biggest fan of the original Puss in Boots movie. Honestly, it's, a, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but but if they're gonna go back and go on the well of the Shrek franchise, I'd rather see a Shrek five than a Puss in Boots or the Puss in Boots movie. I think Puss in Boots yeah. does really well as a supporting character, especially when he's with Donkey. So yeah. I, I I don't know, Ben. I just, I'll say this. Maybe they're hoping by that time, the people who wanted to see Avatar 2 and Shazam 2 will have seen it and they'll go on, they'll go on and take their kids to go see Puss in Boots 2. Now, I think Christmas Day, man, Avatar 2, Shazam 2, Puss in Boots, you can get, <laughs> hey, Get your pick of the letter. Yep. I think you want to see it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I didn't even realize better. what I did there. So <laughs> that was I good. Was like, that was good. That <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I am good. I am good. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Let's not talk about Puss and Boots and Mario. Okay. Let's talk about Batgirl. Okay. Now, I was trying to look on Twitter to see if they said anything about Batgirl, the WB presentation. I'm not seeing anything so far. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything so far about uh batgirl but there have been reports ben that they're going to skip the hbo max and go straight to theaters really they're thinking about it well good good that's what i was hoping for in the beginning because i'm i am really interested in a batgirl movie yeah they didn't say anything at the wb presentation looks like okay uh but good on you warner brothers this is a step in the right direction and getting the fan base back to Really, or getting people to love you again. One, one step, but yes, <laughs> I, I think it's a major step. Honestly, I think yeah, I yeah. think if they do it, this is a major step for them. So I just meant there's been a lot of major uh, missteps recently. Oh god, exactly. in, in my opinion, but yes, it is. Yeah, I shouldn't downgrade it. It is a major step. You know what I'm looking forward to, Ben? What? Anything with the Russo brothers? <laughs> yeah, the Russo brothers have given us not one, not two not three 
but four comic book masterpieces, in my opinion. Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, and that little film called Endgame. Mm -hmm. Happy three-year anniversary. Well, they're coming out with the Gray Man then on Netflix. We got some images. Look oh, great. Oh, cool. Look great. Good. Got Chris Evans and the stash going. Looks nice in the stash. <laughs> got Gosling holding guns. Nice. And Arnold Big Armis. Who I seen in War Dogs first. <laughs> uh -huh. I, and we got a release date, Ben. It's coming out the weekend right after Dakota Johnson's movie Persuasion on Netflix, July 22nd. Sweet. 2022. I'm gonna have it's gonna be a good July. You know why? July eighth, we or the first week of July we have uh the second half of Stranger Things season four. The week after we have Thor Love and Thunder, the week after we have Persuasion, and then I'll I'm only excited for that. But then the week <laughs> after that is the gray, the gray man. <laughs> Sweet. I don't know why I did yeah, I'm just looking at July right now. Yeah, July is a packed good lord. <laughs> also that week, oh Ben. July twenty oh. second. Not only are we getting the Gray Man, but we're getting Jordan Peele's Nope. Oh yeah. my god! I thought there was another one. Okay. What do I see first? I'm seeing Jordan Peele's Nope first, but because that that'll be out the, the day before that night. But yeah. Damn, man. Damn, July is gonna be fun. Oh <laughs> yeah. God damn. That's a great variety too. It is. Ooh. And then the week after, we have uh, Bullet Train. And DC Lee Secret League of Superfets, which we're going to talk about, yeah. of course, in our summer movie preview. This is going to be a good summer movie season. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we get two Dakota Johnson movies. This summer. I'm, <laughs> okay. so I'm so excited. Okay. Something that I thought we were going to get this summer, something that I do mention on the summer movie preview, uh, that you guys are going to listen to here shortly, that I thought we were going to get this summer, but it sounds like we're going to wait a little bit longer. Oh, okay. Dead to Me season three. Oh, yeah. They officially wrapped shooting. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like we're probably going to get it probably closer in the fall. Yeah. Fall time of, of, of uh, 2022. So I'm, I'm probably expecting it been around that September to November time frame. We're probably going to get it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Netflix, there, they work like, Mar like Marvel. They just keep, you know, just keep doing post-production on everything. They always <laughs> got stuff. They always got stuff on the wheel going. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix dropped the trailer right now. Oh, look, the trailer. I'm kidding. But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped the trailer like tomorrow and they said, all episodes are available now. <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah. By, oh, by the way, guys. <laughs> Netflix works. But yeah, back to Dead to Me. I loved the first two seasons. I think Applegate, Christine Applegate, and uh, say Chris Emiliotti. Uh, <laughs> Linda Cardellini are fantastic in the show but they have wonderful chemistry with one another james marsden too man i, I love james marsden he's so good I, I i love the guy because i know him. just kidding but you know it is sad to see that it's going to end with season three but maybe that's a good place for it to stop as well ben i kind of like you don't know how much they how much more they can do yeah there was moments in season two where i was kind of like ah i don't know about that so i love the first season though it's gonna be a good year. It's gonna be a good year. Be a good year. <laughs> Let's talk about Adrian Brody. Okay. He got cast alongside Natasha Leone, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt, Stephanie Sue, and Ryan Johnson's murder mystery series. Not no, I'm just kidding, not knives out, but poker <laughs> oh. face. Oh, okay. You said a series. Cool. Yeah, a series. Why is this a big deal? 
I, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but <laughs> you got it's Ryan Johnson doing more and more of the mysteries. Yeah. God, I've sign me up. You got a great cast. Yep. And yet Adrian Brody. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you had me at Adrian Brody. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, before that, I didn't even, I, I didn't even know the show existed until I saw that. I was like, oh. Yep, Adrian I didn't know Brody? it all. Just in a Ryan Johnson series? Are you sure? <laughs> Is that a typo? No. All right, poker face. I'm not sure what, what service it's going to, but I wonder if it has anything to do with his Netflix deal. Maybe it's going to Netflix. But this mm-hmm. sounds like more of a Showtime or a HBO <laughs> Max kind of a deal. Hopefully HBO Max, because that's the one I have. I gave you my credentials for Showtime. Did you lose that already, too? Yeah, oh, Jesus. So anyway, the next topic. Yep, yep we did. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about Love, Victor. I can't believe Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to be in a Ryan Johnson movie. That's yeah, a I, know, cool, I haven't seen that one before. That's a cool pairing. That's a All very right. cool pairing. <laughs> Let's talk about Love, Victor. Uh, the series, the follow-up series to the highly underrated and very, very underappreciated Love, Simon. Then my third favorite movie of 2018 is Love, Simon, actually. I, I just, I, I adore that movie so much. We have Love, Victor, which I think is a worthy follow-up series. Not quite as good as Love, Simon, but a worthy follow-up series to Love, Simon. The third and final season's coming out June 15th. But Disney Plus surprised everybody by saying, yeah, we are, we're, we're bringing the series to Disney Plus because it was on Hulu. And now it's on Disney Plus. So if you don't have Hulu, and if you, you have Disney Plus, because Disney Plus is cheaper for now, <laughs> it's going to be on Disney Plus June 15th. First two seasons plus the third season. What I do like about this series, though, Ben, is I actually do like how they drop all the episodes at once. Because I don't know if this show really kind of has that following of every week kind of a thing. I think mm-hmm. this is one of those shows where every episode at once. So you know what I'll be doing June 15th. Something else is happening on June 15th. Isn't that a movie coming out June 15th? I'm not sure. Sounds like a nice day. It does sound like a nice day. Google, help me out here. Love Victor season three. No, June 15th. Okay, I was right. Coming out on a Wednesday this year. Usually they come out on a Friday. Interesting. But yeah, two days two days after that, we're getting Lightyear. That's what it is. We're getting oh, Lightyear okay. two days afterwards. And uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, for those of you who are wondering. <laughs> right. More on that later. Let's talk about cars. Okay. Cars that go fast. Cars that have Corona in the cup holders. Cars that have Vin Diesel in that same old white t-shirt in that goddamn <laughs> movie. Seriously, but I want to see that man's wardrobe. Is it just that white t-shirt? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> With different <laughs> varying of, of, of stains. Yep, one's and from sweat. Nike, one's from Pexon, uh, one's from uh, not sponsored. Hollister. Is Hollister still around? I don't know. These are the real questions of the of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes. Is Hollister and Abercrombie and Fitch still around? They are. Or, yeah. Justin Lin has unfortunately departed Fast 10 because of creative differences. Yeah. Oh, Vin, what did you do? <laughs> That's what I jumped to as well. Oh, Vin, what did you do? <laughs> You're still Vinny family, Vin, though. Vin. My kids miss you, Justin. Come back. <sighs> so I'm going to throw out a director's name here, Ben. <laughs> okay. And I think he'd be a good fit for the franchise, actually. Just for one movie. Actually, shit, if you bring him on for this, he's probably going to have to do Fast 11 also. <laughs> You know what? Whatever. I don't care. I think you bring in Michael Bay to finish up this franchise. <laughs> okay. I think you do. I think you do it. That would be 
<laughs> loud as get, hell. That might get too <laughs> too meta. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, you can't get any more ridiculous than well, the last true. Gave us. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what I mean. You know, those drone shots, though. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't see it happening. If but not, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it came up. The other thought that came to my mind is James Wan. Oh, yeah. However, James Wan is kind of busy doing post-production on Aquaman 2, so I don't know how much time mm-hmm. he is going to have to do this. Okay, yeah. My other thought was bring F. Gary Gray back. Yeah. did the Fate of the Furious. I think... He did as good of a job as he could have with that ridiculous fat. I mean, he still made it fun. At least. Yes, I agree. And then my other thought that came to my mind, Ben, who I think would be an excellent, excellent, excellent fit for the franchise. And he's already he's already directed the film. And one I think he uh, is one of the best of the franchise. Bring David White in and do it. I like that idea. He's got nothing else after Bullet Train. Bullet Train's done. It's coming out in a couple months. I think David Lash can come in and, may, and maybe then maybe the rock will be like, all right, yeah, maybe I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think, I think David Leitch, I'm, I'm on the David Leitch, uh, Michael Bay training right now for one, one of those two to come in. Now my preferred preference would be David Leitch. For yeah. Leitch. He um, would be cool. You already did Hobbs and Shaw. I had a ton of fun with Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, he did. He would do. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, Hobbs and Shaw was ridiculous, but I was ridiculous as fast nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. I mean, I don't know if we'll get any more details on it, but um, it, it is kind of odd with uh, how much they they talk about family and Justin Lin doing so many movies that what what kind of creative differences there were. But like you were subtly hinting at, I wonder if Vin Diesel has a lot to do with this and he has a plan and he said, uh, I already wrote this out. We're going to do this. So. Now, this brings me back to a theory, Ben, that I really hope doesn't come to fruition, but I think it's going to happen. Mm. That's the return of Brian O'Connor. Yeah. I I wonder if that has something to do with this. I don't I don't know. I'm just I'm curious if that has something to do with it, because there That's were rumblings of, you know, bringing the brothers in to, you know, film for the character or CGI, you know, the Brian character, which is just an awful, tasteless idea. Yeah. I want to so I wonder if, the, you know, it has something to do with that. Story-wise, I'm not sure. I, I'm curious too, Ben, because they left the door open for John Cena's character to come back. I'm wondering if that has something to do with it, also, because I look, that was one of John Cena's worst performances of his career. <laughs> Thankfully, he's done the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker to kind of rectify that. But I, I'm not sure, Ben. It could be a ver- it could be a variety of things. I'm just yeah. curious as to why John Cena's not coming back for this. I mean, I'm not like depressed or sad about it. I'm just curious why he's not coming back for this next installment, given that he is a actual family member of the Toretto family. You know? <laughs> Literally, yeah. Seriously, so I, I'm curious. I mean, Jordana Brewster's there. Why not John Cena? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I don't know. Trouble, trouble in family. Trouble in paradise, Ben. Trouble in paradise. Yeah. Let's talk about CinemaCon. So we're talking about CinemaCon. Sony and, and Warner Brothers. We're going to talk about Disney, Paramount, Lionsgate, Universal on next week's rundown. So stay tuned for that. Whatever comes from that. Apparently, Ben, we're going to be showing some Avatar 2 footage. Oh. About freaking time. 
you know, it's, the Avatar 2 is becoming that No Way Home thing for me, but I'm just like, I'm, even after I see it, I'm not going to believe I saw it. I'm like, nah, that wasn't real. That wasn't it. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't real. Was yeah, fake. that didn't happen. What are you talking yeah, about? Give me the real movie, Cameron. <laughs> so, any, mini money, Sony first. Yeah, we're going to talk about Sony. What do you want to talk about first, Ben? Sony or Warner Brothers? Oh, well, I am such a huge fan of both right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> choices, choices. Well, let's just talk about Sony. Well, you yeah, know? that's fine. Yeah, but I... Oh, boy. They showed some bullet train footage, Ben. Apparently, it was pretty cool. Okay. I'm just going to read this thing from Eric Davis. Eric Davis, very reliable. Check him out. He works for uh, Fandango. We just watched the first 15 minutes or so of Bullet Train, which was awesome. A bunch of crazy assassins on a train, obviously, all colliding with one another. Brad Pitt thinks it's a simple snatch and grab job, and then all hell breaks loose. Terrific humor, too. This is where the Bullet Train footage ended. I missed the crazy fight between Brad Pitt and Bad... Oh, I don't even want to say that guy's name right now. Uh, Brad Pitt and another person. Don't want to spoil how this fight happens, but it's fun. Got old school Guy Ritchie vibes, which got me really excited. Been old school Guy Ritchie? Hell yes. From the first few minutes, big, crazy, colorful characters. I'm in. This is exactly what I wanted from Bullet Train. Cool. You yeah. cannot f this up, Sony. How you cannot f up the simple premise of this crazy action on a freaking bullet train. Yeah. You cannot screw that up. And it looks like that's from 15 minutes of footage. So far, so good. Cool. I don't know who the hell Bad Bunny is. I really don't care who the hell Bad Bunny is. Sony. <laughs> I already tried to push this out of my mind. Uh, it's like yeah. you give us Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 and you give us Spider-Man 3. <laughs> you give us the amazing Spider-Man and you give us the amazing Spider-Man 2. You give us Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home, and you give us Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Now you're going to fucking torture us. Not just with... You, 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 the, the, the damage has been done with Morbius, Ben. <laughs> Quite a bit, Yes. Now you want us. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight, Ben. Yeah, we're the head of the, at the at the Sony corporate office, right? We're looking at the box office results of Morbius, the okay. audience score, the critic score. I have it in front of me. Yes, for themselves. You know, Billy Bob. You know, it'd be a really great idea. Well, what's what? that, Jim Bob? <laughs> I want to do. I want to do another villain spinoff. Oh, really? Okay, well, we have Black Cat. You know, we can do uh, Chameleon. We can do, you know, we already got Craven out there. You know, we got Madam Web. We're doing Madam Web. Okay, you know, people really didn't ask for that either, but we're doing Madam Web. <laughs> no, do you want to go back down the cards well again? No, 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 no. Okay. You know, we have all these other characters, that, you know, to talk about. Maybe maybe a Kingpin spinoff, maybe. Uh, no, no. What, what did you have in mind, sir? I really want to do a El Morto movie. What's that, Jim Bob? <laughs> El Morto. I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. L E L dash Morto. M U E R T O. I quit. <laughs> ben. That was a great one man show of an unfortunate I topic. Have, we all have experienced disappointments in our life, one way or another. Whether it's in our personal lives, films we watch, TV shows, TV series finales, Seinfeld, um, <laughs> we have all had bad, bad disappointments in our life. I, <clears throat> you know, Ben, 
what 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 is the, what is the what is the head of Sony Pictures? What is his name? Head of Sony Pictures. Is it Avi Arad? I hope it's fucking not. Tony V for oh, all okay. intents and purposes. He is the exec <laughs> film executive who was a the current chairman and CEO of Sony Pictures Entertainment. Okay, so I'm gonna talk to you, Tony. What happened to you? What's going on in your life? Talk to me. Talk to me and Ben. Because there is no way you woke up one day and said, God damn, honey, I've got a great idea. I'm going to give the kids an El Morto movie. What the fine fuck is wrong with you? You have to be out of your goddamn motherfucking mind. And uh, Yeah, that's, that's one thing. That's the major thing. No, that's not even the worst part. Okay, <laughs> we have all these great Latino actors out here. We just had Anthony freaking Ramos. Mm-hmm. But but Billy hey, Bob, uh, hey, who hey, do you hey, want? Hey, no, hold on. He went to a seventeen-year-old daughter. <laughs> hey, uh, honey, what do you listen to? Bad Bunny. Hmm. Let me see a picture of him. You know, honey, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure you you get to meet uh, uh, Bad Bunny one day. Thanks, Daddy. You're the best. You're welcome, honey. Keep doing good in school. So, what he decided to do? He walked in the fucking Sony corporate offices and just decided out of the blue. My, I, I, I want Bad Bunny to lead a, a, a major Marvel project. The fact that he wasn't fired right there and then makes me want to go to Sony right now and slap the living daylights out of everyone in that goddamn corporate office. You stupid rat bastards. What the hell is wrong with all of you? And Bang, I want you to leave all three of those words stupid rat <laughs> bastards. Okay. I am so, I'm, ben, I'm done. I can't I can't handle Sony's stupid shit anymore. I'm so no one asked for this. Can you not you make DC look like the kings of the business? <laughs> you make Warner Brothers and DC look like they are just champions of the world because of your stupid idiotic goddamn decisions. What's next? That Aunt May movie you guys been trying to do for the past 12 years? Shit, I'd rather want that then. I'd rather I'd rather watch that Aunt May movie right now. Give me that Aunt May. Multiverse movie, bring back Sally Field, bring back Marissa Tomei, Rosemary Harris, and who was the one? Who was the lady he voiced her in, into the Spider Verse? Bring her back too. The hell is wrong with you, Sony? The hell is wrong with you? Well, I don't know, Jim Bob. You know, I just I'm El Morto. <laughs> now we did ask for some some new villains. No, I'm not, I can't defend this. I'm sorry. Yeah, I. It's a villain we haven't seen. It's one thing to to bring this uh, movie to light, and if they picked a, a great <laughs> known actor, don't um, don't, no, no. Well, I'm I'm saying kind of like Madame Web, which I know you said five percent uh, excitement earlier, but but at least Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney. Sure, we're bringing in some people. I I don't think I had heard of Madame Web before. I'm sure a lot of people. Ninety-eight percent of the population has never heard about him. Web, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Craven the Hunter, I I knew from a couple games and stuff. And Aaron Taylor Johnson's a good actor. I don't know. There, there, there's some. They're swinging for the fences, which is it's fine. Uh, but this, this was too, too far. I agree. Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry. I I brought up Avi Arad's name. He was former Marvel Studios guy but he's also he's produced the, the previous uh spider-man movies so that's why he was on my mind 
So I don't know if he'll be involved with this at all because he's involved with Craven the Hunter. But anyway, uh, I uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Is let's see what else is Bad Bunny in? Is he the that goon in uh, Bullet Train in the trailer? Yeah, he's he, he's in Bullet right. Train. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm at a loss for words. Like you are too. He was an F nine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Him and Cardi B. This makes it so much better. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, El Morto, Bad Bunny. Do you know anything about the character? No, I don't. <laughs> I know nothing. Oh, but you know what? It has it has a proper release date. It's coming out in January. Thank God. <laughs> that makes it worse too. <laughs> oh boy, January twelfth, two thousand twenty-four. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 no, I just can't. Let's talk about something that makes us all happy. Feels makes us feel like sunflowers. Let's yeah. talk about across the Spider Verse. <sighs> it got delayed. Yeah, but, but they did show off some footage, Benjamin. Uh-huh. Now, if you guys don't want to know anything, anything, anything about the footage, fast forward about two, three minutes. I'm gonna be very, very quick when I say this. Okay. They showed, I think, a couple scenes, Ben, not finished or anything, but they showed footage of Spider Gwen, Spider Man 2099. Do you want to know the other character, Ben? <laughs> I don't know because I haven't heard yet, but I'm sure I will at some point before this movie comes out. So go ahead. And the pregnant Jessica Drew, Spider Woman herself. Whoa. Fighting the vulture. What? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sweet. Old that man vulture? Sounds, Did we get those I details? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But they're fighting the vulture. <laughs> so Eric Davis says, wow, the first 15 minutes of Across the Spider-Verse is amazing. Opens with an insane fight against Vulture in Spider-Gwen's universe. She is joined by Oscar Isaacs, Miguel O'Hara, and Issa Rae's yes. Jessica Drew, yes. who is five months pregnant and kicking ass. Looks so good, folks. An animated pregnant spider woman kicking ass. I God, that makes me so excited. Oh yeah. my God. And apparently, it doesn't end there. Eric Davis also says what was so impressive about across the Spider-Verse footage how was how the action was big and wild and incredibly unique, but also they managed to dive deep into an emotional moment between Spider-Gwen and her cop dad. The amount of heart they eke out in 15 minutes, my God. Wow. <laughs> I wish we would give this movie this year. Oh, me too. I'm not going to go into the relationship between Spider Gwen and her dad because in the comics it is something. It's uh, it's as emotional as Eric Davis is, is saying. So I don't know what they're going to do here, but that's why I love Into the Spider Verse so much. Because like you said, like I like we said when we, when we talked about our top ten comic movies, man, you take out the Spider Man stuff and you still have a great coming of age emotional story between Miles and his dad. And yep, I'm glad we're going to learn more about uh, Spider Gwen mm-hmm. and hanging out in her universe. Apparently, Ben, there are over 240 freaking characters going across six universes. Yeah. Kevin Feige and Mark Sam Raymond are like, fuck, we got to do more reshoots. More reshoots. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm, I'm not concerned with that. And a lot no. of it's because it's animation also. You can, I mean, technically you can flash someone on the screen. Uh, a drawing, and that's that's an appearance. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be big and bold. So I'm yeah, I'm I'm so hyped for it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <sighs> All right. You know, Ben, so, I know you're a Ghostbusters fan. Yes. We are getting a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Which I am not surprised by the least. Because I think you and I, when we yeah. both reviewed Ghostbusters, we were like, yeah, you can do a new trilogy or new kind of uh, uh, franchise of movies with these kids mm-hmm. and, and this group of people. I also have this feeling, and I had that thought in the back of my mind, though, Ben, too. This was a good stopping point for the franchise. They ended on a really sweet and touching note with yeah. how it ended. However, money talks, <laughs> and the Ghostbusters franchise is going to continue to make money. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited because we're probably going to see we're going to see most of these characters come back. I don't need the OGs back anymore, but I kind of hope they just go away and never come back. I agree. Kenneth Grace and Paul Rudd. I just, yeah. And, and podcast himself. I want to hang yeah. out podcast more too. So yeah, I'm, I'm not torn, but I'm just like, I'm kind of just like, whatever. Um, you know, I want to hang okay. out because we're hanging out with the group of characters again. On the other hand, I'm like, well, that last, those last five minutes were so freaking sweet and just, you know, they made us all cry. And I'm yeah. not even the biggest Ghostbusters fan. I'm like, yeah, tearing up. So, yeah, that hit me, hit me real hard. So, yeah, yeah, no, I did. That hit me hard too. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of figured they would go on. I remember hearing Jason Reitman saying um, he hoped that kind of opened up to new spinoffs, even or continuing um, the the younger characters' journeys. So. That, yeah. If you do this, you bring back McKenna Grace. You have to. You have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know me. I'm a, I'm excited for it. Plus, we're getting uh, a Ghostbusters game. Here we go. <laughs> Two, uh, which I'm excited for. I think we have Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. Not sure if Bill will return, but it was cool enough to get him in that 2009 well, game. Bill's so, in some trouble right now. So yeah, we're never going to discuss that. I no? really don't like okay. talking about allegations on the podcast. I that's not our realm. We don't want to. I, I unless it's like really really serious. Yeah, and I'm not saying these allegations are really really serious. I just now is not the time. Yeah, I just you know, I, I I just hate going down that hole because I just it's not it's not really our lane. It's not really what we're here to do. Talk about allegations like this now. We did talk about Ezra Miller. Well, that's a totally different situation than what Bill Murray's going through right now. And what Bill Murray's going through right now, if the reports are true, oh, Bill's career's we can, we can probably say it, it's, I'm not going to say it's done, but I don't know if inappropriate behavior, what kind of inappropriate behavior? I haven't read yeah. too much into it, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know but much it's, details it's either. It's hard to come back from any type of inappropriate behavior. On the other hand, it's Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about. All I'll it say is. is is if it's just him being a nuisance or a prankster, <laughs> then I think he's fine. Plus, I mean, movies like Caddyshack, it's a wonder that got made because the whole cast was yeah full of inappropriate behavior. Well, I, that's that. I don't think it's that. I okay. think it's the other thing. When you cross the line, yeah, it's I think you cross the line. Very different. Okay, yeah. So that's why I don't really want to talk about it because that yeah. just that makes my skin crawl I, I just feel uncomfortable so i don't even want to i don't even want to go down that path understood because, uh, it's not our, it's, it's, it's not our place to talk about it's not yep. our place to talk about but something else that made me sad but not surprised we're getting another venom movie <laughs> yeah 
Uh, I was really excited for the Olympic cards, but you know this. I, I was really looking forward to it. I love the first Venom a lot. It's a lot of fun. Not the Brie Carnage had a great post-credit scene and a great fight between Venom and Carnage. And that's about it. Other than that, I thought the movie was very disappointing. <laughs> I was disappointed with all of it, so <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I I, sure. I I did enjoy the Venom and Carnage fight, but yeah, the, the majority of the movie was very, very lackluster. But this is not surprising at all because Venom 2 made a shit ton of money, especially during the <laughs> pandemic. So right. yeah, whatever, Venom 3, sure. <laughs> I'll give you guys one more chance to <laughs> I keep saying that. I, you know, I'm gonna watch it still. So, whatever. All right. Last item on the agenda for today: the WB CinemaCon panel or re- our uh, presentation. Ben, it's still my favorite movie of the year, and that's the Batman. I don't know if it's still your favorite movie of the year too or not, but yeah, the Batman is my favorite movie of the year, and I do not know if it's gonna be top for a while. Maybe Darkest Strange too. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe next I, week. <laughs> maybe next week. I don't know. But, but, but then seriously, like I just yeah, no, I know that uh, even my high expectations were surpassed, and just this level of groundedness and the performances, and just like I said, that just being in that world of Gotham, man. I just I could spend that. I, that's why I'm going back and rewatching. I just love being in that world, that dark, bleak, depressing ass, rainy world. <laughs> I, I just love being man. They probably don't have a pollen problem at all in Gotham. Damn, they make a lot. That's how I want to make Gotham. Probably the least problem. of their problems with the correct <laughs> police force and all the villains. <laughs> but hey, no sneezing man. here. That's a factor. I mean, shit, it rains a lot. Hey, I'm gonna go during allergy season. I'm gonna get a place in in Gotham for a couple of months. Yep. I don't know if there's any trees or flowers there either. So uh, that's a good question, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Pollen, it's bad. <laughs> We're getting the Batman movie, though, or Batman. We're getting a sequel to the Batman. <laughs> yeah. Surprise? No, absolutely not. No, this 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 was guaranteed uh, after the first minute of the movie. We're all like, oh, let's get the sequel. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I like I said, I think the the focus point now is just what's next in terms of villains. Who's Batman going up against? Are we pulling a Dark Knight, going with Joker? Are we doing something different? So, I. I got a feeling, like Matt Reeves said, he's already starting to write the script. I've got a feeling it's not going to be Joker this time. I okay. think it's going to be, I, I don't know who, but he really wants to do Mr. Freeze. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that would I be cool. Know. I wouldn't mind going back down the Two-Face room again too, Ben. I, I think you can do a lot with Two-Face. I, I love what they did with Two-Face in the long Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. On, uh, I just, you know, we haven't, but live action, we haven't really seen a lot of, we haven't seen Two-Face since uh, Aaron Eckhart. So I'm curious if he's going to go down that route again. I, I doubt it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get, a, maybe like a Harvey Dent, maybe not him as Two-Face, yeah, but we get a Harvey yeah. Dent. I'm, Harvey I'm, Dent, I'm yeah. down for that. Yep. Man, I'm getting, I'll be so excited when they, I hope they just tease the villain, you know, not just wait for the trailer or something, but. I forget if they did that with Riddler at all, like a poster or, or, or something to just tease the villain. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm curious too curious. what Selena Kyle's role will be in this movie because she left mm-hmm. Gotham the last one. So I'm curious what her role will be in this. And I hope it get more Alfred too. I hope it get more Alfred. Yep. But you know, you got to bring the penguin back. This movie's going to be a failure if you don't bring the penguin back. Yeah. You got to bring, <laughs> yeah. bring it back. Uh, what are you gonna do? 
<laughs> Take it easy, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, the people love me. <sighs> There's a lot of sighing <laughs> this episode. We're getting another movie to the nun. Or us. We're going to get uh, the nun franchise. We're getting the nun too. The what? The yeah. nun? Yeah. That what was a Corin Hardy scary movie? No, it wasn't that. It's it's part of the Conjuring franchise. Why we're getting another nun movie, I don't know. But that first nun movie was so god awful. I remember my sister and I, we went and saw it. I think we saw that during like a weekday, actually. And we just laughed at how bad it was. Mm -hmm. That movie is awful. Mm -hmm. Like it's not even scary bad. It's just like it's just bad. I I wasn't even scared. We weren't even scared. You know, and I remember there like a few of the people in the audience, they were getting all like scared. I was like, really? No, you just don't like horror movies that much, or you don't watch a lot of horror movies because this is nothing. Yeah. At first, it movie's more scary than this. Come on now. Oh, for sure. Um, first and the story is no, wait, that's right. I don't know the story because I don't think I have <laughs> Yeah, I uh that one I saw in the like college theater with other, you know college people um with the with the next girlfriend and she yes, was there getting... are college people in college right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, students that's what they're called <laughs> oh it's been a long night um yeah and people were freaking out and i was like what are you, are you kidding me the nun too all right well maybe uh maybe she'll sing in this one that'd be cool for love of god no <laughs> please no okay then I just realized we're gonna have to split this up. This is too long to attach to the episode, so we're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to get to that later. But anyway, conversation with that on screen. Blue Beetle. <laughs> More news. Okay. <sighs> what do we have this week? August eighteenth, twenty twenty three is the official release date for Blue Beetle. Oh, okay. So if we head to the twenty twenty three calendar. Oh gosh. That's right, then. It's back to the twenty twenty three film calendar. <laughs> Who doesn't want to talk about uh, that twenty? Or look at the 2023 film calendar. It looks like it's coming out after Oppenheimer at some point, so it won't do well. It won't. <laughs> you are correct. It's actually coming out two weeks after the Meg 2. <laughs> okay. And the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh. So. Forgot about that. August is going to suck. August is going to suck big time. Uh, I don't know. Is that TMNT the Seth Rogen? Isn't he involved? I think well, I think so, yeah. Okay. I have mild anticipation for that one. Kawabunga. Oh. Well, there goes my excitement. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, the Meg 2, we're getting a sequel to the Meg. Why? Because who doesn't love more giant sharks? Look, I thought the first Meg was fun. It served its purpose. Jason Satham actually punched that goddamn shark. And then they pulled a family guy on us with bigger jaws halfway through the movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> I actually I, care. I love sharks, but I haven't seen that movie yet. Oh, well, I'll just spoil the kind of pivotal moment uh, of the movie for you. <laughs> whatever. There's always the bigger fish. But Meg 2, interesting. Even Megalodonier. I can't. I just can't anymore tonight, man. I just, you know, I'm just going to stop. We're just going to work. Bye, guys. See you later. Have fun. Have a good weekend. Bye. No, I'm just kidding. Come back. We unfortunately we have more to talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, make two. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I, All right, I, we'll I, move on. Yeah, I, I can't. 
I just care. It's gonna release the end of August 4, 2023. Um, <laughs> one week after Ant-Man 3. So thanks, my brothers. No one asked for this either. Oh, uh, what have we got? Um, let's see here. Oh, reaction to the Elvis and Flash footage. That's oh. right. They actually did that. They showed off that and they also showed off some don't you worry dar or don't worry darling footage oh good news footage so let's let's kind of go through uh, some of this here shall we oh all right eric davis we just watched a long (laughs) reel for bass lerman's elvis i'm giving eric davis a lot of a lot of a lot of uh promotion here ben and he has no idea who the fuck we are so you're welcome eric We just watched a long reel for Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, and honestly, it looked fantastic. Luhrmann, who has been on stage chatting for several incredibly entertaining minutes, says the film isn't a biopic, but more of a film about America in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. So a biopic. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I, okay. I didn't get that from the trailer. Um, Hold on. Because it's called Elvis and stars. He's not playing Elvis. Oh, there's more. Okay. Austin Butler did all of his own singing as early Elvis. What I love about Boss's filmmaking is there is nothing like it, and you can't take your eyes off it. Lerman said when they tested the film, it played through the roof. Really? Test a test screening that went well. God, where have we heard that before? Uh, sure. Every movie ever, I think. <laughs> sure. Most of them, yeah. In okay, theaters but that, June 24th. That that really that really does help my uh anticipation though. Of course, I was already excited for it, um, as you'll hear in a little bit. But <gasps> cool, good, good, good. I, I do. I appreciate also when when the actors do their own uh, singing instead of just playing uh, the music over it. Well, that's actually the intro to our uh, theme song. Our theme song is actually Ben playing the guitar. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> that was a lie, but you know, hey, I, 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 you know, I no, that was me. Oh, it was you. Yeah. Oh, I wrote really? it. Yeah. How long did it take you to write it? Uh, I don't know. A couple of days. Oh, you're not joking. You're being serious. You actually did it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? No, I did it. <laughs> this episode 110 or something. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that and played it and recorded it. Oh. <laughs> Do you think I bought it? <laughs> yeah, I did. I really thought you bought it. I was like, oh, it's okay. really good. Where do you find this at? Oh, you actually did it. Yeah. That's why I didn't laugh, because it was true <laughs> when you said it. Anyway. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. So, let's talk about Aquaman and Fish. Okay. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. This is from Stephen Weintraub, so not Eric Davis this time. All right. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom footage looks awesome. Bigger than the first film with new characters and locations, of course. Seems like Black Manta has been maybe taken over by the Stark Energy, and his new ship looks very cool. <laughs> Can't believe we have to wait until March of next year to see it. Mm. Cool. Eric Davis is back. <laughs> Talking about Black Adam. Heroes don't kill. Well, that's Dark Arrow. Okay, I see where he's going with this. Heroes don't kill people. Well, I do. Damn. The first Black Adam trailer is dark, dangerous, and badass. Ends with Black Adam catching a ro- ends with Black Adam catching a rocket with his bare hand and watching it explode around him. <laughs> the Rock says there's a black and white, but this film operates more in the gray. Okay. <laughs> I mean, interesting. That sounds pretty badass to me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting film. The CinemaCon footage for Shazam Fury of the Gods includes Billy telling Helen Mirren's villain character that she's seen. 
Yeah, I think I heard about this. Oh, no. Go ahead and uh, wrap up that sentence, sir. Oh, no, 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 no. <sighs> Billy telling Helen Mirren's villain character that he's seen Fast and Furious, so he knows saving the world is about family, is about family <laughs> which is one that Shazam family appears. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's more of a pity laugh for me than a um, genuine chuckle. The fact that I read that makes me just want to take a shower. I just can't. Yeah. Just, oh my god. Oh, oh no, no. That's not even from the same studio, and they're still. Oh god. Yes. It's, now it's like an inside joke because Helen Mirren typically in the Fast and Furious franchise, right. and it's oh god, oh god. Oh, maybe it's just one bad joke. Who knows. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Snyder writes. Yep, go ahead. Nah. Okay, cool. Fans are going to lose their minds when they see the Flash trailer, which ends with Michael Keaton's classic quote You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Oh, nice. Got a good look at Sasha Cal's or Cal's Supergirl, too. The action looks pretty epic. Cool. I, I I don't care. I'm done with the Flash. So I don't really care. But awesome. I'm, well, I'm, true. I'm more excited for the Batman than the Flash and the Flash. Yeah. And don't you worry, Darla. Don't you stop, stop saying it. Don't worry, Darla. <laughs> Starring Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. Olivia Wilde says it's inspired by. His... Okay. That's an interesting combo. <laughs> You're leaving us hanging a lot. <laughs> it's inspired by The Truman Show, okay. Inception, and The oh. Matrix. Oh. Okay. I, I see a similar thread through those, but interesting. Don't. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to end the Warner Brothers discussion with this last thing here. All right. We got our first look at Barbie. Yes. I have a smile on my face because we saw Margot Robbie and Barbie. <laughs> or we have a picture of Margot Robbie as Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of sipping going on for this movie. Next year, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, based off the photo too, Ben, Mm-hmm. I can kind. I guess we can all kind of guess the tone this movie's going to have as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, who knows? Maybe it's just one picture. You know, maybe it could be Gone Girl. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Gone, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Barbie and Ken are at odds. Oh gosh, <laughs> Man, that would be something. You can get a Gone Girl slash Deepwater crossover. Make it Barbie. Boy, oh boy! All you're missing is Andre Armas. Who I saw first in War Dog. Yeah, it has nothing to do with this conversation. But <laughs> the interesting thing about Barbie, then, is it's coming out the same weekend as Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Which one will you see first? <laughs> what do you mean? Which one am I going? I'm going oh, to put my, 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 my man, Christopher. I Nolan. wonder. Oh, I'm okay. I'm going to support Emily Blunt. I'm going to support <laughs> Emily Blunt. I'm going to support RDJ. I'm going to support RDJ. <laughs> Well, yeah, I want to see Oppenheimer first, and then I'm gonna scooch on over to the next theater and go see Barbie Bitch. So, yeah, there oh. you go. <laughs> well, that, no, the movie's not titled Barbie Bitch. Yeah, don't worry. Right, we should clarify that. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of pink in that picture. Yeah, you said I can tell the the tone from it. I didn't really oh, uh, think about that before, but that is true. Um, yeah, we're getting her with the. A classic get up, I guess. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, she's in the I don't know, I'm talking about the pink car. <laughs> and uh it's 
colorful. Yep. Should I just want to see that though. It's Barbie, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I'm like, you know what? Every time I get something Barbie now, that's what I'm gonna do. It's Barbie, bitch. Ben, that will do it for today's very long rundown. And I didn't expect it to go this long, but hey, we had a lot to talk about. Oh boy, decision, 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 decision. Ben, where can people find us online? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Infinity Film Podcast and email us with movies that you're excited for. And if Hollister is still a thing, we don't know. Uh, email us at rb.theinfinityfilmpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. So very long rundown. We thank you guys for listening, sticking around through all the ups and downs, through all my mishaps, and through Ben's excellent guitar skills. I want to quote our buddy Luke from Pop Culture Talks, who said, Barbie is going is gonna be the best movie of 2023. It's over, Rod. Hashtag Barbie sweep. You know why, Ben? Why? Because Barbie bitch. All right. Thanks for listening. It's Barbie bitch. <laughs>